Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 35. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Chris Biting. And we are here this week with our podcast, which is typically normally devoted to the people who have basically been thinking about getting a Macintosh computer for the very first time, or those who are recent recipients of a brand new Mac, and they've basically used a PC all their life, and they are saying to themselves, oh my gosh, help me somebody, I got a Mac, what do I do? And that's what this podcast is about. But sometimes... We veer off track just slightly, right, Chris? Just a little bit. Just a little. Sometimes we take the wheel and we turn it to the left a little bit, just just because we like to. And and this is a very very important um, thing that we do for, for for this time right now. I I you know what? I have no idea what I'm going to say. I don't have any notes in front of me tonight because there's only one thing we're going to talk about tonight, probably, and that's the iPhone. That's correct. And so if you guys are already all talked out with all your tech podcasts that you listen to, and you really could care less about the iPhone, well, one thing we're going to talk about is the apps. And that's really one of the things that I'm going to be very interested in over the next couple days and couple weeks is is trying to figure out which of these apps are useful, which ones are just a bunch of, you know, Bull, bullarchy or whatever. Oh yeah, there's 500 applications that launched in the store on uh, what Friday, and there's a lot of good stuff and there's a lot of bad stuff. So right. we're gonna go over. We're gonna go over. I would think we're gonna go over a lot of the stuff that we like today and some stinkers that we found and uh, you know our general impressions. Exactly. And then of course what we'll do is we're gonna invite you guys to let us know the applications that you have found that you like. And of course, you can all, I'll go ahead and tell you now, you can email us, cliff at gspn.tv, or you can uh, send us a voicemail is what we would prefer, and you could do that by calling area code 859-795-4067. Yep. Now, with that, Chris, I'm going to go ahead and start off. Now, let me just make sure that nothing has changed since last week. I personally am not an owner of an iPhone 3G. And I, too, am... An owner of the original ten thousand dollar iPhone. The ten thousand dollar iPhone. All right. So basically, neither of us have upgraded to the newest hardware of the iPhone. Now, and and not to mention the fact that we, I think you and I both have the the least amount of memory available to an iPhone, meaning that we both have a four gig model. Yeah, uh, and man. It was a really big worry when the App Store first launched that the 4-gig was not going to be big enough. And so far, that hasn't been the case. Every application has been super tiny. That's right. In fact, um, the biggest application that I've looked at is the entire version of the New International Bible, and the New International Version of the Bible. And I think that thing's only like 20 megs. Yeah. Or 27 megs. I can't remember which. But but still, I mean, that is incredibly small when you consider. And, and you know, back in the day, I, in fact, I remember they used to have these little tiny Franklin pocket Bibles. And I think I paid mm-hmm. like $110 for a little device that looked like a cheap calculator and had like four lines of text per – or four four lines of text is all you could get. And oh, yeah, it was – it was black and white. And exactly, exactly. So 110 bucks for that. And now you can get the entire NIV Bible on your iPhone. I think it's like 19 or $20, something like that. Something ridiculous. And it's like, man, that is awesome. Oh, yeah. It, this app store has totally changed uh, the, this phone. This phone is now a computer. Right. It was a computer before, but now it really is a computer. I still would hesitate to call it a computer until I can do copy paste. All, <laughs> all right now, it's about equivalent to to, to MS DOS five point zero, my friend. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, now I'm just kidding. But anyway, um, so yeah, we definitely have some some experience though so, that we can share, and that is quite simply. We both have the new version of the iPhone software, which is 2.0. Yes. Now, 
I am going to tell you everybody right off the bat, my iPhone prior to version 2.0 software, prior to having third party applications on it, my iPhone was fairly stable and secure in its ability to run efficiently without problems. However, (laughs) since I have upgraded to my firmware 2.0 and installed a few of these applications, there are times when I will open up my contacts list and it takes as much as 15 to 20 seconds before I'm able to scroll up, down, or choose a contact in my contact list. Now, Cliff, the question is, did you download the the, the 2.0 software early, or did you get it from iTunes? I got it from iTunes. I did everything safely, legally, all those other things. Okay, okay, because there was some thought, and I did this on Thursday. I actually had the 2.0 software downloaded a day early from Engadget, and come to find out that the version that they had was actually optimized for the 3G iPhone. So I went ahead and read down, and I had some problems of slugginess, you know, sluggish uh, movement through the contacts and things like that. And I did download the newest version of the of the software. And then after it was all downloaded, I rebooted the phone. Just mm-hmm. you know, hit, I held down the home screen, the power screen, until it restarted. And it's been running pretty well for me. But I will say that I have noticed uh, there has been a little bit of slugginess, sluggy. That's a great. What's the right word for that? Thank you. Uh, I've noticed a little bit of that. Still, not much. But what I've really noticed, it seems that my battery's dying faster. Oh yeah. It and did, I did turn off push yesterday, and that that has seemed to help a little bit today. So, yeah, but it, it does seem seem like the battery is going down a lot faster. I turned down push. Um, or turned off push as soon as I got it. Now, first, uh, you know, let me go back to the to the the sluggishness and stuff. Now, as far as resetting the password again, I, I confirm to you that I did download the exact version that they said that I should download for my iPhone. I waited and waited and waited and finally got it. <laughs> now, I will tell you. As far as a hard reset, several times have I gone into these third-party applications and my iPhone did a hard reset for me on my behalf. Yeah, I've heard about that happening. Uh, I was actually watching uh, Chris Perillo do a live uh, rundown of some of the applications and an application crashed his phone. So, yep. I've had you know, my- this, is, this is what happens when we ask for third-party apps, you know? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is in in um, just like TK in the in the chat room said, you know, hey, the the new software is going to be a little shaky until they get the bugs worked out. I completely agree with that. I, I'm yeah. not I'm not complaining or or arguing. I'm just saying if if anybody's wondering and and stuff like that, the the fact is is that the 2.0 software right now it's a little buggy. And that that's basically what I wanted to say is is as to warn those who are who haven't decided to upgrade yet and, and you're kinda waiting to see how things shake out. I would wait until version two point one unless there's an application that we talk about or that you hear that you desperately want. Um, the only thing I would hate to happen is, you know, you're sitting there and you, you need to pick up a phone call and all of a sudden, you know, you're in the middle of playing with an application, you get an important phone call that comes in and it takes, you know, 18 seconds for the phone to respond before you can actually physically click the button to answer. Right, or you have to dial 911 or something like that and your phone crashes in the middle of dialing. You know, yeah. that, there are issues, you know, where an old school candy bar Nokia, you know, that's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I mean, we are pushing the bounds. We are early adopters. And I overall am very excited about version 2.0. Now, as far as battery life, can I tell you a game that I thought for sure was going to suck the life right out of my battery but has not? Sure, go for it. Super Monkey Ball, my friend. (laughs) I love that game. That game is amazing. My My kids are like, can I play with your iPhone, Dad? Can I play with your iPhone, Dad? Now, I will tell you that Matthew played Super Monkey Ball for four hours straight the other day, and Stephanie <laughs> probably still had about 40% of battery life still remaining on her iPhone when he was finished. Oh, wow, really? Yes, it is simply amazing. And so uh, I thought for sure Super Monkey Ball was going to was gonna run it down. I'll tell you the applications that are really crashing the battery, or, or maybe I should use something 
uh, different than crashing the battery, but sucking the juice out of the battery is any application that uses the web to go get its data. Mm-hmm. Any any web browsing, and and of course, you know, be, prior to version two point and prior to all these third party applications, you know, m- my use of browsing the web via Safari, eh, it was kind of you know hit or miss. You know, I, I might I might go and check out, out Twitter maybe three or four times a day, but now I'm I'm loading up Twitter Twitter Twitterific, you know, eight or nine times a day. I'm I'm loading up AOL or AIM instant messaging a couple times a day and and I'm you know searching a couple other applications that goes out to the web to get its messages. So basically these things are still accessing a lot of data over the cellular network and yeah. that's really sucking the juice out of the battery. You know what I've noticed though is applications like AIM and uh Twitterific or or the other one I actually switched Twitter from later. Twitterific Twitter later. I actually I actually got rid of Twitterific and switched to uh, Twitter later. I, I like it a lot better. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. And I'll explain it in a minute. Yeah, go ahead. But uh, the the thing that I like using those applications over something like Mebo for the eye, you know, for for instant messaging, or actually using a Hollow or something like that is it's faster because it's pulling less data. Uh, it doesn't have to load a web page. It doesn't have to draw graphics on the screen. All it has to do is get that raw data and and yes. spit it out on the application. I do like the fact that it's just getting raw data and the actual application is housed locally and pulling stuff you know, right off the hard drive, internal mm-hmm. drive. I do like that. Um, now, I will tell you, I heard either you or somebody else mention that they didn't like uh, Twitterific and instead they, they were moving over to Twitter later. And um, so let's go ahead and we talked about Super Monkey Ball. I give it a five out of five on Super Monkey sure. Ball. And I, I agree. I absolutely love the program. Now earlier, now last night, um, I, my son and I were playing this game. We did uh, conquer both the easy and hard level of level one, and so it we we went in this morning to see if it kind of saved that, so that you know it it kept that game data. And when we went to go relaunch it today, um, we had an issue. We went to load up Monkey Ball, and the splash screen stayed there for like you know, a minute and a half and then mm-hmm. finally went to the next screen and then went back to the home screen. And it continued to do that over and over again. A hard reset fixed the problem and haven't had a problem since. But again, this is some of the stuff's a little buggy, but still I think overall the fact that um Super Monkey Ball uh I I give it a five out of five and I think once they get the bugs worked out with two point that one's gonna be a so- rock solid game. Yeah, I've got I've got a great game, Cliff, that costs absolutely nothing. Okay, well let's go ahead and talk about that one then. Sure, it's called Aurora Faint. It's okay, F E I N T. Okay, can you and, put that in the chat room? Sure. And this game is like an RPG plus um, bejeweled. It's it's amazing, and for the fact that it's free. Is oops is even better. Is that spelled correctly? Aurora? No. Oh. There we go. <laughs> okay, so and this is an iPhone app and it's free. It's an iPhone app and it's free. So it's kind of like but it's a it's a big one too. It's like tw- it's like twenty three megabytes. Really? And is it multiplayer or anything or? No, it's single player, but it's got really good music, nice graphics. Uh, it's a fun puzzle game. I've had a lot of fun playing it. And it's free. And it's free. Awesome. Well, that that's cool. And and well, now have you had any buggy issues with it at all? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. And so, as far as a five star rating, uh, where would you rate this? Um, I would say a four out of five. If it, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out what the catch is since it was free. Uh, if it had multiplayer, I'd probably give it a five out of five. Alrighty. Like a battle mode or something. Okay. So so. I'm gonna to have to check that one out. I, I I did not see that one, so uh, we'll we'll definitely look at it. Now, thank you, Evan. What he say? Oh, he, he gave put, me the, he put he the actually link. put the link to the uh, to the application in the iTunes store. Thank you, Evan. That is awesome. So um, anyway, the next thing I wanted to bring up is Texas Hold'em Poker. Mm-hmm. Now, have you played with this one yet? I have not played with it. Okay, Texas Hold'em Poker is awesome. Uh, it has amazing graphics on the on the if you do the vertical view 
basically it gives you like what appears to be almost like live human i mean it looks like they just videoed some humans playing poker and and then of course interacting with the cg yeah um now as far as in the sideway view then it doesn't give you that it gives you like a layout of the table which is really cool i enjoy playing it now here's the there are two things about texas hold'em poker Number one, I read that it's it's multiplayer. You can play up to nine people via um, via multiplayer mode. Now, nice. the thing is, is I believe you have to be on the same network. You have to be oh, on the same okay. Wi-Fi network. So it's it's basically not going to allow me to ha- you know be on Wi-Fi here and you be Wi-Fi in your house and we can play together. But instead, if if you happen to be over here and we had three or four other people here and we were all logged into my Wi-Fi network, then it would see each other. Now that took away some of the excitement for me there because I'm thinking if I had four guys over and and we wanted to play Texas Hold'em, by golly, let's put the iPhone down and play some cards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that one's a little silly. I, I mean, I, I can I can see some use for it maybe, I don't know, somewhere. But anyway, I, I don't think it would be too difficult to add the functionality of putting somebody else's iPhone, you know, IP address in there and, and playing that. So I don't know. So here's the situation, though. I've been playing in single player mode. Now I am very good at Texas Hold'em poker. I mean, I I love to play <laughs> Texas Hold'em poker. So I go in, I I completely destroy the computer in in the first round, and then I go to the second round, and I completely destroy the table on the second round. Then I go to the third round where there are two tables, and I completely destroy all of them. And then, do you know what happens? I go into the fourth table with all my money, and it's like $5,000 buy-in. And, of course, I've got all the money that I need to get in there now. Mm-hmm. And it takes my money and then kicks me back to the main screen of Texas Hold'em. Really? Yeah, and it's like, okay, what happened there? And then all of a sudden, I go in, and I and I try to join again. It's like, and now the buy-in's still five, uh, you know, 5000 But my the amount of money that I have... It deducted that from my. It's like I didn't get to play that game. I didn't get to play that oh, table. And bummer. so, and and if this has not just happened once. It's happened like seven different times. I've tried it, and it's been after multiple. Um, it basically it's been after multiple uh, hard resets. It, it there's something wrong, not with the 2.0 software. I think there's something wrong with the Texas Hold'em software. So. I will tell you if if it didn't do that if it if it would have just allowed me to continue to play and keep tracking my statistics like it says it's supposed to and all that stuff I would give this a 4.75 or a 4.5 <laughs> star rating and the only reason it wouldn't be a 5 star rating is because it you know the multiplayer I think it needs to be you know it needs to be something that can be extended to other people on Wi-Fi elsewhere However, yeah. because of the because of the issue where it's not keeping my stats and not let me log into the bigger tables when I get there, when I I mean you, you I mean you have to play for about an hour before you can get up to those big tables, and then to have that happen, it's like dude, it, right now at Texas Hold'em as it is right now, not worth the four dollars and ninety nine cents, my friends. Really? Yeah, I, I'd give it a one star rating and and i can only imagine that they'll get that fixed and as soon as there's an update you can bet i'll be playing it again and i'll come back and let you guys know there you go all righty my next one is another i I, the only app i'm just gonna go and say this real quick the only app i've actually paid for so far is super monkey ball so i've been looking for a lot of free apps that that i want and so far my overall favorite application has been aol radio AOL Radio is awesome. It's it's amazing. It allows you to listen to all the stations that are powered by CBS. I mean, you can get, you know, I'm a big Pearl Jam fan. They have an all Pearl Jam channel, an all Smashing Pumpkins channel, all, alternative country, 90s alternative rock. All Radiohead. Yeah, anything that you want. And here's the best part, Cliff. I, I, we're, we're redoing one of our bedrooms here in the house, and we were painting. I'm like, you know what? I wonder if I could put in my headphones start up AOL radio and listen to it while I'm painting over Wi-Fi. Absolutely. And I could, and I, I, and I could lock the phone. So I turned the screen off and for a few hours I was listening to CD quality music, not a hiccup, not a problem at all. It was awesome. 
Now, I have definitely been um, listening to AOL radio as well. And I, I basically, I go to bed listening to it at night from time to time. <laughs> and yeah, AOL, AOL radio is just great, period. Yeah, it, it is really cool. I, I didn't think that I would like it as much as I do. The only thing is, of course, as soon as you turn the Wi-Fi off and you try to load it via Edge, it does not work. Yeah. So that's and and now I I have a friend of mine. His name's Tommy. He said that he's tried it and it does work on three G. So, yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it works just fine over three G. Yeah. So that see right there, that is one application. You know, of course, you know how how ubiquitous is three G as you're traveling down the road. But if it was pretty ubiquitous, um, then who needs who needs satellite radio? Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. So, yep. yeah, that, so if, it, if there's anything, I think that that would be, you know, a, a case for, for getting the actual 3G and, and paying the, now I wouldn't do it for AOL radio, AOL radio alone, but if mm-hmm. there becomes more and more applications, you know, such as all of a sudden, um, I'll tell you what, so let's, let's go ahead and say what kind of rating I, I give it personally, AOL rating or AOL radio because it is free and because it does rock. Um, I give it a five star. What do you give it? Five, six, seven, eight, ten star, whatever. It's it's awesome. All right. So the next one that I want to talk about then is uh oh gosh, what was it? I just had it on the top of my head. Ah, uh, I can't remember now. Oh well. I'll tell you what. You go ahead and give another one, and and then I'll I'll come back because I I just had another one. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 I know what it is. Okay, okay, go. Okay, Let me come back. All right, all right. Elm Dialogue. I haven't used this one. Elm Dialogue is free. Uh, Elm Dialogue is a Web 2.0 company. Um, They basically, I I love it because, have you ever heard of C.C. Chapman before? No. He's he's pretty big in the new media community and podcasting world and stuff like that and and uh, I've gotten to know him. He kind of does a lot of well. He does it a different angle of what I do for consulting with companies and stuff like that. He does more general new media consulting, where I do more podcast uh, new media consulting. Anyway, um, he I know that they work with him and he helps them market their stuff. And one of the things Elm Dialogue did is they came out with an iPhone application. Now, as you guys, as everybody knows, you cannot get Flash on the iPhone. Yeah, which totally, totally sucks. Now, the thing is, is that you can, however, get YouTube on your iPhone, correct? Now, there are a few things. Number one, YouTube is limited to 10 minutes or less, right? Yes. And not only that, but YouTube is absolutely horrendous when it comes to them processing your file. It, so so when it when it's all said and done and you're actually viewing your your video that you've produced 10 minutes or less on YouTube it looks horrible on M dialogue however it looks great I don't know what the limit is but I know that I just came across one the other day that was a 27 minute video and and basically M dialogue has got it plugged to where I guess it's using h.264 and it's streaming it over Wi-Fi looks really really good and, really? Yep. Now it's not something that streams very well over again the edge network, but you know I'm starting to say you know hey, if if it came down to it, man, if 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 now I haven't tried and I don't know anybody that's tried the M dialogue over the 3G network, but if that started working, it's like wait a second, now we're looking at some pretty cool technology here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The, what's cool with um, with M Dialogue is I've known about them forever. You can create a channel there and upload all your videos, and people can subscribe to your videos from M Dialogue. And I've been using Blip.tv, but you know what? Guess what? Blip.tv does not have an iPhone app. So I'm very seriously considering, uh, ch- you know, moving my some of my vis- video stuff over to M Dialogue now because guess what? It's the only video sharing application out there other than YouTube, and it mm-hmm. and it actually is awesome. So I'm gonna tell you personally, I'm giving M Dialogue a 4.5 star rating. Sounds good. So there you go, and it is free as well. Now, um, I have not yet tried Pandora. 
Have you? Yeah, that was the one I was going to say next. As, as a lot of people know, I'm a huge music guy. I, I played in rock bands. I've Anyway, music is my, is my life besides like my wife and job and dog and all that stuff. But and everything pa- else. <laughs> and, yeah. Pandora is an application I've used for years. What, the way it works is you go to Pandora.com mm-hmm. and you basically tell the program what kind of artist you like. Like if you like the Beatles, you put in the Beatles. Or if you like ACDC, you put in ACDC or, or whatever. Right. And what it does is not only will it play songs from those artists, but it will also look at the kind of the DNA footprint of that band. You know, what makes the Beatles the Beatles? You know, you have harmonies and you have simple uh, arrangements. You have vamping, you know, things like that. It takes the characteristics of those bands that you, that, that, of the band that you like and finds music that fit that similar DNA and plays them for you. Exactly, and and it is really good too. I remember um, there was an artist when I first came across Brent Denon. I'll pr- play a little bit of Brent Denon here, real quick. There ain't no reason things are this way. It's how they always been, and they intend to stay. I can't explain why we live this way. We do it every day. All right, so that's a little bit of Brent Dannon. Now, he's got a very distinct voice. It's acoustic guitar, and, and it's it's a little rockabilly folk kind of music. And I just put in Brent Dannon in Pandora, and I found like 18 other artists that sound just like that style of music, and I fell in love with all of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Pandora awesome, is it? awesome. And now they yeah. have now I have not yet tried Pandora for the iPhone. So tell me, what, is 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 it as cool as AOL Radio? Better? What, what do you like about it? <laughs> it's the exact same kind of layout. Um, it, the the best thing is create an account on Pandora, and then you log in with your account on the iPhone version. And all the stations you've created are there. You can create new stations. You can still do the thumbs up or thumbs down. Another nice thing is you can actually go to the uh, iTunes Wi-Fi store if you hear a song that you like, and you can buy it over the iTunes Wi-Fi. So it's it's awesome. That is very cool. So you're going to give that one a five stars? I will. All right, cool. <laughs> it seems like it's either you love it or hate it here. Uh, which is cool. I mean, that this is this is good stuff. Now, um, I'm gonna go ahead and do another iPhone app that I absolutely love. Um, it, it, it seems weird to say this, but Weatherbug. Okay. Weatherbug, and it's absolutely free. And of course, did you see that all the weather applications out there that cost like lots of money? No, I I. I I haven't really messed with the the weather stuff too much. Well, the weather bug is cool. It, it it basically gives you a little bit more oomph than the included application that comes with the iPhone, and I love it. it tells It tells you the the wind speed and the direction that the wind's going, relative humidity. I mean, it tells you a lot. And and what's really cool is, I you know how you can look out the window and it can be quite deceiving. It it might look like a really nice, pleasant, sunny day, but you walk outside and it's kind of like you're swimming in sweat as soon as you walk out the door. Mm -hmm. You know, you just can't see that on the old application, but I can sit here and look here. It's like, oh, look, it's it's 92 degrees with 97.6% relative humidity. It's like, okay, I'm staying inside. but Or I can look like yesterday, 87 degrees with 42% re- relative humidity. It's like, dude, it's picnic time. <laughs> so it, I really like it. I, I know it's cheesy, but um, it's free. It's better than the original application. I am going to say, uh, basically, I'm going to give it a three-star rating. Okay. I mean, it's not super cool. I don't, I don't think you have to have it, but uh, it, it is neat for what it is. All right. I've got one now. Okay, go ahead. Remote. Remote. All right. Okay. Now, you have the ultimate reason to have a remote, and that is, of course, you are using the I, the Apple TV. The Apple TV, yeah. I can already tell. You're going to give this thing a five-star rating, aren't you? Uh, yes. Okay, good. So, <laughs> well, What the remote does is it allows people who have, you know, multiple Macs or a Mac at home or an, or an Apple TV – the ability to have like this, turn your iPhone or your iPod Touch 
into this Uber remote control. You have all of your stuff listed there. You just flick through. You hit the one you want. It starts playing. You can adjust the volume. It's awesome. It it's you can directly browse to whatever whatever content you want on your Apple TV or on your uh, laptop or desktop. That is awesome. And of course, not not only is it for the Apple TV because I don't have an Apple TV, but I also give the um, Apple remote uh, application a five point or five star rating. Um, it also controls any iTunes app or any iTunes that's running on your current network, your mm-hmm. local Wi-Fi network. And so um, if I was to have the, you know, I, Apple iTunes uh, running upstairs, playing through the regular uh, stereo or whatever, and I wanted to change what was playing or go to another playlist or maybe we were, maybe we had downloaded some movies or something like that on um, you know, Apple iTunes, we can now back up the movie and stuff like that without getting up off the couch. Really, really cool. The only thing I wish I could do is control QuickTime with that remote. Yeah, you're limited to everything in iTunes only. Yeah, so I wish there was a, you know, if anything, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and I will I will give in to your five-star rating, but I would have, if, if you don't have an i an Apple TV and stuff like that. I, w- I would say I give it like a 4.5. I mean, it's almost there. It would be neat if they would allow me to control. Basically, I would love to have it control my Mac and have and, and have a virtual um, same the same capabilities of doing whatever, like controlling front row, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that the actual remote that you get with your Mac, I, I would like it to do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. So that would be very cool. All right, so uh, let's see here. You gave remote. Let me take a look at my uh, iPhone here. Pull it up. Uh, let's see here. Let's go ahead and talk about Twitterific versus Twitterlator. These are, there are two different applications for t- running Twitter. Now, I have looked into both, and I will have to say that I do not like um, Twitterlator. Okay. The reason why is because my favorite option with any of these is the ability to quickly push a button and have it, you know, either send a direct message or pre-fill the at reply with their username. And what I was noticing on Twitter later is if I wanted to respond to somebody in my timeline and send them a quote and what they call it is a private message, it still puts at and their username inside that box. And I don't like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you tried that? No, I have not. Yeah. See, I, that right there, that completely blew Twitter lighter for me. I mean, it that that just that alone completely destroyed it. It's like I want to be there's for me with Twitter. I want to be able to see the timeline. I want to be able to see my now. The here's the other thing. Now with Twitter later, you do have the ability to look at. Okay, I'm looking at my timeline, or I'm looking at my replies. Or I'm looking at my direct messages. Whereas now I've gone back over to Twitterific. I wish Twitterific had the ability for me to just see my direct messages and just see my my um, replies and yeah. and see those separately. However, uh, Twitterific basically what they do is they they just flop it all in together in the timeline and you have to keep scrolling down. And all that stuff. I don't like that. It's a little clunky. But the one thing I do like about Twitterific is no matter if where I'm at in the timeline, I click on somebody's username, and it takes me to a screen. And I can and just by tapping the little comment bubble, changes it between an at reply, a direct message, or or just me posting an update. And I do yeah. like that. It's what I like about either application. Um, the reason the reason I got away from from Twitterific, and I, and I might go back. Um, I felt the UI was a lot slower than the other one. Yeah, I noticed that, but I, you know, of course, like I said, occasionally I'm having some issues with with just about any application when I open it and having a little a little hesitation there. So yeah, I I might go back. Yeah, Twitter later is is in my opinion, it's not as pretty looking, and 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 the other thing it does is if like somebody tweets like real close to each other, it kind of groups mm-hmm. all their tweets together. I almost like that, but then again, there are sometimes I don't like that, and I wish that yeah. that was an option. 
And so here, here's the situation. I think Twitterific, I think they're going to get some some good feedback and people are going to talk to them and, and mm-hmm. hopefully they'll incorporate that. I think they'll, the Twitter later, they'll get some f- good feedback and they'll incorporate some of that feedback into it. Right now, I would have to personally, and, and I'm going to ask you for your rating, for Twitter I give it a three-star rating. It's not bad and it, and it is it is usable. And I would give Twitterific a four-star rating. It's not the best, but it's better than Twitterlator in my opinion. So what is your ratings on those two? I'd probably flip them, but I'm going to give, uh, I'm gonna give it a, another, another chance. Okay, so. cool. And, and you know that we've only had this for the weekend. so it's, it's, exactly. have, have you found yourself just simply saying to yourself, I just don't have enough time to play with this stuff right now? Well, I've been going, uh, you know, uh, I need to download more stuff. You know, that's kind of been my yeah. my thought. I, I just want more stuff to download. So the cool thing is, and, and I'm wondering if, if some other, I mean, there's going to have to be, ton, I imagine just like there are a billion different applications on the desktop and every place else, I, I, I have to imagine that there are going to be some other uh, Twitter applications coming out for the iPhone in the future as well. Mm-hmm. So now, as far let's one thing that we, neither one of us talked about there is Twitter's uh, location base update. Now, both yeah. Twitterific and uh, Twitterlater both ask you a little pop up question. It's like, hey, Twitterific or Twitterlater wants to know your current location. Is it okay to give that to them? Yeah, it's it is cool. We're seeing a lot of cool location based type stuff happen, like uh, Looped and Twitter, and it's just cool. Yeah, the only thing is, is I haven't seen the the end of you know. Okay, where do I go to find out who's close to me? You know, I mean, I, I don't really see that all that much. Mm-hmm. So I, I think location based is cool, and I certainly have a good uh, network of people local here. But none of these applications that I've seen so far really give me anything that's like, oh, wow, look, so-and-so is here or so-and-so is there. I was really surprised to not see uh, this bright kite thing, you know, out there. But, um, you know, I, I really I really do want to learn a little bit more about location-based stuff and, and some of the excitement over it. But at this point, you know, I, I one thing I do like is that even though I don't have an iPhone with um, GPS in it, that I'm still able to take advantage of all this local, uh, this um, this locally based stuff. Yeah, or location based. I, I I've heard I haven't downloaded it yet yet, but I heard uh, Evernote is really good. I haven't downloaded it either, which is really weird because we were both really uh, spreading the word on the Evernote, and uh, I know. I, I wonder is anybody in the chat room have you guys used Evernote yet? And then, by the way, if anybody out there is on uh, in the chat room and you want to come in and, and review an application that we have not yet reviewed, uh, I am putting my Skype username in here. All you have to do is send me a Skype text message. We'll bring you into this podcast. We would love to hear uh, you guys talking about uh, the applications that you guys like. So is there another one you want to cover now, Chris? Uh, I'm looking at my thing here. Uh, yeah, I got a fun. Well, the, the the aim is good. I'm just gonna say real, real quick, it's good, but it it could be better. I'm I want uh, I want uh, Adium or something like that on my phone. Yes. So. Uh, well, uh, well, let, well. First of all, let let's judge aim based upon what aim is really for, though. Which obviously the aim people are building it for aim, right? Yep. So, but for for it being aim, what do you think about it? Uh, it's okay. It's, it, it works, you know, and it's, it's faster than Mebo. So that's good. Yes. You know, but I, I have friends all over all sorts of different kinds of, you know, chat networks. I would like to have something like, uh, you know, Digsby, which I'm waiting for the, uh, the Mac version to come out. Um, you know, I would love to have something like that on my phone. Gotcha. Well, I will say that I really like AIM. Um, it's really weird. I, it was a little kludgy. I was tr- trying to, I set Stephanie up a, an aim account and we were trying to, I tried to send test messages back and forth to each other while the other was offline just to make sure that when you log in the next time, it's going to actually notify you that there's a message waiting or somebody had sent you a message. 
Does it? I it I found that it did it like a majority of the time, but I found it not exactly all the time. Which to me, if it doesn't do it a hundred percent of the time, then it's not something dependable. So of course, um, you know, I again, I think that this is something they're going to work on. The other thing is, is it doesn't. There's a couple settings in AIM where if you go into if if you actually go into your phone settings, the actual settings from the menu. Mm-hmm. You'll find that if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you'll you'll see AIM installed its own little setting in that window, and of course, then there is uh, classic icons on or off, which I have no idea what those even were, so I just leave it what, the way it was. But then there's sign off on exit, and it's like okay, what there there's in my opinion there needs to be a little bit of a help file on some of these things that to where you can. Um, in essence, read up. It's like, okay, what are these options? What What's the advantage yeah. of signing off on exit? Yeah, n- none of them have a um, a an instruction book. That, yeah, they that all comes need. They all need a, the. I mean, I've noticed some applications. Uh, you know, Twitterific has the ability in the settings to say, "Hey, give me helpful tips along the way," which mm-hmm. uh, is is kind of cool. Uh, to get used to it, but uh, they all need the little circle eye with a little readme text that you can scroll through. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that that would be really cool. But uh, on on AIM, I realize it's not a multi-platform instant message client, but I don't expect AIM to build one. So AIM being what it is, um, you know what? I'm gonna have to, personally. I'm gonna give it like a 3.5 stars. I agree. You know, and, I absolutely agree. And I am looking forward to the day when uh, Push becomes available. Now, here's the deal. The, the one thing I don't like about AIM and all this other stuff, I would love, and I realize they're not going to allow these things to run in the background as background, background processes. But the day that I can have AIM not running on my phone, but then all of a sudden have a Push notification that somebody sent me an instant message chat... Yeah. Then I am in heaven. You know, my my little brother, uh, I have him. He's got a, he, well, now he's upgraded to a BlackBerry, I think. But he had a little sidekick forever. And he's got the application for AIM on his, on his cell phone. And so it always shows him as available for chat. And it shows him with the little mobile icon. And basically right. what it does is it sends him, it, it, it pings him, it, it, it notifies him that he's got an instant message. It kind of comes in just like an SMS, only it's over the internet. Yeah, I think we're going to have a third party solve the solution sooner than later. Yeah, I hope so. And did they say September when the push notification becomes available? Yes. Cool, cool. All righty. So, AIM, what was the other one? Did you mention another one? Yes. Urban Spoon. Urban Spoon. Now I have not heard of this one. What is <laughs> now, Urban Spoon? <laughs> Urban Spoon's a, a one. One of the problems I have with my buddies and I at work is sharethis.com. Um, is the indecision of where we're going to eat for lunch. Okay. And what Urban Spoon does allows it uses your you can use a, your location based system to find out what part of town you're in, or you can select you know a city you're in. And you can lock that little little tumbler in. You can decide what kind of food you want or the price. But what you want to do is you want to keep some of those tumblers open. It's kind of like a slot machine. You shake the phone, and it pulls the lever, and the tumblers spin, and it decides where you want to eat lunch for the day. Really? Yeah, and it'll give you like a little review and give you the phone number and a map to it if you want. It's pretty cool. And that's called Urban Spoon, and it's free? It is. Awesome. So, and what what would you give it as as far as a star rating there? Uh, three. I mean, it's it's not pretty. It's just kind of fun and and cool. All righty. Well, let's see here. Let's talk about the infamous Facebook application. Of course, we know that Facebook had an, a pretty nifty um, web application. If you if you're into Facebook and stuff like that, uh, the one thing that I will say is I love the fact that you can chat with fa- Facebook. I have what what's cool is I have a ton of people that I know on Yahoo messaging. I have a ton mm-hmm. of people on Gtalk. I have a ton of people on AOL. I have a ton of people on MSN. So, but you know what? Everybody I know has a Facebook account. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. And what's cool is that a lot of these people are signing into their Facebook accounts and they're on there throughout the day. And now that Facebook has chat uh, built into their web client, but also built into the iPhone app, I love that. Now I'm able to sit there and chat with people and I find the chat on Facebook just as useful, if not more so, actually more so than I do a the AIM client on the Facebook. Really? Yes. Because, I, I just don't have that many people that use Facebook, man. Uh, well, see, I, I do, though. So, um, anyway, I, I kind of like that. I mean, of course, I still have a lot of people who sit with Adium opened all day long, logged into all their accounts, so I'm still able to chat with those people <laughs> on AIM. That's so, me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I see you on there. And so um, I do like on the Facebook application, you can click on home and it kind of gives you, you know, a little bit of the, you know, the news feed a little bit. And then you can click on, oh, what happened there? I, I hate I when my apps don't work right. Anyway, you can, <laughs> you can click on, you can click on a friend and you can start initiate a chat. You can send them an, you know, a Facebook email message. Uh, you can see their mini feed. Um, I, I I could care less about poking. I don't even know why they put it on there. The one thing that the Facebook app is absolutely missing, absolutely missing, is yes. their their wall. I cannot believe they left out the wall. I cannot find the wall anywhere. I can't see what people are posting on my wall. I can't post on somebody else's wall. And the only thing I can do is I can blame it on what makes me the most about angry about Facebook is all this super fun, jazzy walls that are out there. <laughs> By golly, just stick with a wall and deal with it. But uh, yeah, I, I, the Facebook application, I would say it's really cool, but it's only going to get, for me, it's only going to get a 3.5 stars because... I, you know, the wall is basically my favorite way to interact with people because that way I'm not only sending a message to them, but when their friends come by, they also see me and what I wrote to them. Yep. And that's one of the things I love about social networking. It's 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 like, hey, I wonder who this guy is. What an encouraging note that that person just sent to this person. You know, I, yep. I wonder who this guy is. And, and that's how that's how it all works. So I cannot believe that they left the wall out of the Facebook application. I know, and it's my favorite Pink Floyd album. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your next one? Uh, you know what? I think I've exercised all my applications. I'm actually looking through the applications uh, store right now. Um, I did download a little program called Cube Runner. Okay, what's so, Cube Runner? It's a little 3D like uh, spaceship game. It's free also. Is that good? Eh, it's okay. I'd give it a 2.5. A 2.5. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll check that out. Well, I still have a couple more to go through here, man. Go, brother, go. All right. So here's the other ones. Uh, first of all, you notice we now have a contacts icon. Y- yes. We can now, basically, we can now click from the home menu. You can now access your contacts. Don't you remember ranting about that? Yes, I do, and then they included it, and I was really happy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> However, it, I, made, it made my day. I still have a rant about it, though. Uh-oh. If you left off in your contact list somewhere, let's say somewhere um, anywhere from C all the way through Z in the alphabet, you know what happens? Is it does no. not show you the search button, the menu. You have to scroll all the way up above A to get yeah. to the search menu. That is stupid. Well, you you can click on a little right on the right hand side at the very top. There's a little uh, yeah magnifying glass. Yeah, there that I mean, and of course, then what you if you got fat fingers, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm clicking there now, and it takes me up up to B. Sometimes it takes me to A, and sometimes I accidentally hit the plus menu. I <laughs> for me, you know, I think that where it says all contacts and it's got the plus menu on the right. I think they should put the magnifying glass and a big old juicy icon on the left-hand side <laughs> of all contacts. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right. And then uh, let's see here. Exposure, which is I, it is a way to get into your, your Flickr photos and to see those. Um, I think that that's cool. Um, you can also, I guess there's supposedly going to be features where you can see po- pictures that were taken near me and 
and stuff like that. I really haven't gotten to play with that a whole lot, but I do know that it pulls up my Flickr photos, which is really cool. All right. That's cool. And it looks like, I just want to say, I'm, I'm looking through some of the free apps today. It looks like they're adding apps every day now. See, now that's, okay. That And of course, I still have a couple more, but let's talk about that for just a second. How okay. how are we going to find out what's new every day in this app store? You know, they, I get. Guess there's going to be sites and podcasts that'll talk about apps. <laughs> Sorry, I was in a mid yawn when you asked me that question. I apologize. So uh, basically, that's what I want to know. I mean, obviously they have the little news section up above, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I really hope that there's going to be a way that that you can kind of browse by. It would be nice to be able to browse by release date in the app store. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, because under new, it's th- these aren't all new. I mean, these are, you know, and it's just a slim picking. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Is is I would love to be able to see applications as they're rolled into the application store to be able to browse them. It's like, oh, okay, I I remember seeing this one, so I can stop here in the list. Yeah, you know. So, all right, um, Enigma. I, I I've seen that mentioned two or three times here in the chat room. Let's see if I can bring Evan Ag up here on Skype. Um, I don't sure if he's on Skype right now. In fact, Evan in the chat room, are you available on Skype to tell us about Enigma? We'll just uh, give him one second to respond there. Okay, so Evan's not on Skype, but that's okay. We'll we'll get maybe we'll get a review of Enigma. I'll write this down that I need to check that out. It sounds like a bunch of people are enjoying it. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I have, uh, and I'm trying to find out what game it is. I think it's the game with the water droplets. Oh, that's yes. Yeah, so that one's not free, but yes, I have heard about that, and it looks really cool. I would like to check. I'd like to try that one out, but I think I've kind of maxed out what I'm gonna. <laughs> I, 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 I paid. I paid for um, two applications or three applications. Oh, one of them I paid for, and I'm going to tell you: do not waste your money. It's the pedometer application. It's called oh, really? Steps. I think I paid like two ninety nine, two dollars and ninety nine cents, and um, it was absolutely horrendous. It would not calculate anything. I mean, it, I mean, it would. It, I could sit there and just shake it, and it and it would just do absolutely nothing. I would stop, and all of a sudden, you'd see it add two or three steps out of nowhere. It just it it is horrible. So that's a bummer, man. Yeah. So uh, don't waste your money on steps or the virtual um, pedometer. Uh, <laughs> let's see here, Jot. Do, are you a Jot user at all? I'm not. Okay, well, I uh, I do use Jot. It's a it's a service where you can call in and leave a voicemail on on a on a phone number, and they will transcribe your voicemail and send you an email reminder. That's cool. And they basically you like for example, I'll say uh, I'll call into Jot and I'll say uh, mileage tracking to client so and so beginning mileage three four. Seven five five three four seven five five, and then I hang up. And then I, when I get back home, I've got an email with my beginning mileage. And then, of course, I remember to go run outside and check the ending mileage when I'm home, and I have my mileage tracking. Really? Yeah. So Jot is really cool. Now I will tell you, I haven't had enough time to play with the Jot application. But it seemed a little kludgy using my Edge network. I think what you're supposed to be able to do is it records locally your your Jot message, and then it syncs online. And in fact, it says waiting to be transcribed. But it down. Oh, really? But I did notice that it downloaded uh, both the transcription and the audio recordings are available from the iPhone of previous jobs, jots that I've made. So I'm going to say that it has the potential of being a very cool app once I get a chance to look at it a little bit more closely. That's cool. All righty. And then um, Net Newswire is a free uh, RSS reader. I like it better than Google Reader for the Google iPhone app. 
mm-hmm. I, the, the Google Reader iPhone app. Um, Net Newswire is is pretty much just an online uh, service where you basically subscribe to your RSS feeds, and then once you have an account, you log into it from this um, application. And of course, then what's what's neat is it will sync it while it's online. But if I'm not mistaken, I, I'm I've got I'm in airport airplane mode now, and so I am clicking on stuff, and it looks like. Yeah, it, it basically downloaded all the stories. So I, I'm I'm offline. I'm looking back on a story here, and it's and it's got it all there. So it downloaded all the data. That's cool. So that that's really nifty. I like that. And one other um, application I'm using is called uh, it. It is the it's called the U version of the Bible. And it is a free Bible reading application, and it, of course, you have to have access to either Edge or Wi-Fi. Either one will work just fine, and you can search the Bible in multiple uh, uh, languages as well as in multiple versions of the Bible, which is really cool. Um, the only thing I don't like about it is, um, it, I mean, it's really awesome if you have access to the net. It looks really good. Very easy to search any ver, you know, any version, any scripture reference. Um, however, in our church, we have no signal for the iPhone whatsoever, and I would love to have a, you know, I would love to have that full NIV version of the Bible. The only thing is, is I looked at the screenshots of the NIV, the full version of the NIV Bible, and I don't know who it was that created their iPhone version. But I, they have these like album artwork covers for each book of the Bible, and it's just lousy, ugly-looking artwork. <laughs> and I know it's crazy, but I almost don't want to pay the money for that application just because of the ugly graphics that they're using. It's like, did you did you check out the one um, from uh, LifeChurch.tv? Uh, I, I think I, I, well, I know I saw it. I don't think I actually tried it, but I, you know, I'm, I'm very particular in which, which versions of the Bible that I'd well, like to look at. It, it's got them all. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't actually, it, or else I would have. De- it's got the NSAB, NCV, NIV, NKJV, NTIV, the message, world English Bible. Oh, okay. But then it's all rely, but it still relies on the web though then. Oh, it does. Right. Yeah, it'd have oh, to. I don't know. If well, I'm, assu- I'm, assu- I'm assuming so. Well, if it relies on the web, then then. That- oh, okay. Yeah, it does. It does. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. So if it relies on the web, it's just as good as this other one, unless that. May- you know what? That might be exactly what I'm using this this U version. Uh, but right now it says cannot connection cannot cannot connect to U version. So, uh, what I want is a I want a version of the Bible that I like. It's um, like local. That's local, and and like I said, that NIV version that's out there, um, it it's I think it's like twenty or it might be thirty dollars. It'd be worth it yeah. to me to have it. I and it's only like twenty or thirty megabytes of data on my iPhone. But I tell you, I just don't want ugly artwork, you know, mm-hmm. ugly graphics. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, that's pretty much all I've been playing with. Um, I don't. I've got looped on here, and I, you know, I haven't really got it. To, to do anything really cool yet I do notice that you can pull, it's kind of like the other program you were talking about and that is uh, there's reviews and local uh, restaurant reviews and stuff like that from yelp.com or whatever mm-hmm. but uh haven't really played with it all that much and uh, that's about, oh in movies.app movies.app that one's a pretty decent uh, movie um application it's free oh yeah yeah so i tell you what i'm all iphone apped out me too man that is a lot of iphone apps it was and there's more coming every day that's right and so um i'll tell you what i i know that we are the help i got a mac um podcast but i i would not be opposed to having Everyone call in their favorite iPhone app that maybe we did not cover. I mean, you might agree with us on a ton of the ones that we did cover. But what we want to hear about are other applications, ones that you've paid for, ones that are free, ones that have just come out, ones that that we need to check out or you think everybody should check out. 
Um, if you would, wouldn't would mind just calling us and leaving us a voicemail message telling us about an application that you like and why you like it mm-hmm. and what its use is, and, and we'll play it in our next show. I think that would be awesome to hear from you guys. And, of course, the phone number is area code 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. Chris, did you have anything else, my friend? Nope. Alrighty, we do have some uh, voicemails that are general Mac-related things, and we will play those in next week's show. And so with that, Chris, thank you so much once again for another wonderful co-hosting job of Help I Got a Mac. Thank you. We'll be back next week. See you here. I picked the long music going out. <laughs> this is where we could say something really witty yeah oh i don't think we've got anything though yeah hey you know what people could do is if they love this show they could become a plus member over at gspn.tv slash plus yes <laughs> <laughs>